You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. Hey there, you. Welcome to episode 81. As of today, I've interviewed nearly 40 women on this podcast, listening to their stories, pulling out all the early leadership moments they may or may not have noticed. And one thing that stands out to me is that many of us end up circling back to who we were as that young, unvarnished leader long, long ago. And what that tells me, or what I conclude, is that who we show up as in our leadership role and how we shine in our strengths, that's our voice. We, especially women, seem to have access to it when we're young, but somewhere along the line, life has a way of burying, pressing down, or turning down the volume on your voice. And that could be due to any number of reasons, not all are nefarious. Things like your community, like what is promoted, what is celebrated, what is the demographic, or your family, what they already do, think, say, promote, what's okay and what's not, or your religion, like the systems that you're raised in or the beliefs that you eventually espouse. How about school, what you study, where you excel, what kind of extracurricular activities you participate in. Then there are your friends, who you hang out with and what they support, all of that affects you. But then everything else is lumped into what I'm just going to call practicality. These become things like what you can and can't afford, the circumstances that life throws at you. Ultimately, these women that I interview, the ones we call unconventional leaders, all found a way to uncover their voice somehow. If you go back and listen to them, you'll hear me point out that what they do today in their leadership role is eerily similar to whatever they share as their earliest leadership memory. And when I point it out to them, many are surprised. I've received several, oh, I've never thought of that before, comments. So take heart, my friend. If you feel like you've lost your voice or you just don't know what it is, as long as you're willing to grow, your voice will find you again. It will resurface. And one way you can help that happen is through telling your story. We heard in our last episode from Sophie Wadsworth how to use telling some of your stories to persuade, lead, and guide others. I've learned over the last two years that telling my, quote, story, all the different pieces of it, has given me a new perspective on my own transformation and caused my voice to emerge. Let me illustrate by telling you a little more of my story. When I developed Intentional Optimism, started my business, and became a certified Maxwell leadership speaker, trainer, and coach, I knew I needed to get comfortable sharing my vision, my mission, and my story. In short, I needed to be able to use my voice. Now, I have never really been afraid to speak publicly. I can fake it with the best of them. But unfortunately, though others could see it, hear it, and even celebrate much of it in me and for me, I just really struggled. My confidence was low and was constantly being undercut by my own insecurities, my past hurts, unreasonable expectations for myself and others, and a general lack of understanding. You see, sometimes your voice is buried by you. 
Now, for Christmas 2019, I asked for and received Kathy Kang's book, Raise Your Voice, Why We Stay Silent and How to Speak Up. I started it and immediately put it down. I don't think I even got through the first chapter. The idea of uncovering my voice literally terrified me. I remember sitting on my couch, fire in the fireplace, highlighter in hand, heart racing. What does that tell you about how deep or why my own voice was buried? I'm still not entirely sure what it was about figuring out how I needed to speak up or speak out that had me sweating bullets. But as I reflect, knowing what I know now, I think it had something to do with a misunderstanding of what raising my voice actually meant. You know, the, you have to do it like I did scenario. Y'all, some of our voices need to march in protest. Some are designed to proclaim the gospel from the pulpit, and some are perfectly suited to teach a class. Each voice is different. Each message is different. So when I finally decided it was time to pick it back up in December 2021, I was happy to discover it to be very encouraging and helpful in my personal growth and consequently my voice. Kathy does a brilliant job of laying out some simple truths and principles that you take and implement in your own life and in your own way. She's truly interested in you finding and raising your own voice in authentic and heartfelt ways. Now, this is not a book review, but it is a great read for anyone looking to stand up in their own space, like your work, home, even if it's on the stage or social media, all while remaining true to your own values and beliefs. But What changed in that two-year span between the white-knuckled, cold-sweat, heart-racing first attempt and the second, which was truly a calm, open, curious, and interested reading? I started telling my story. In an average of one podcast interview a month, I just began sharing my actual life history. It began with a podcaster Facebook group where you can both offer interviews and search for guests and someone asked for a personal weight loss transformation story, and I left a simple comment. That was it. Soon, I found myself telling my weight loss, weight gain, gastric bypass story, my infertility and adoption story, my losing my mother to cancer and developing intentional optimism through the grief process story, and watching my mother sell herself short as a businesswoman and not wanting to do that to myself story. As I shared... Each interviewer asked different questions, causing me to come at each story from a different angle, kind of like a sculptor taking a little off here and a little there until the beautiful image emerges as if by magic. My voice began to emerge. Of course, I was also doing my personal growth work, building my own awareness of who I am and how I tick, learning more about my personality type, right? I'm a disc type I. A Myers-Briggs, INFP, an Enneagram 6, Wing 7, and Clifton Strengths, my top one is connectedness. But I was also getting coaching and confronting so many of my fears, hurts, and misunderstanding. And then there were my friends and colleagues, just listening when they point out things that they see in me or my story. Like when my friend Jess said, you know, Andrea, I see one thread moving through every single thing you've gone through in the last 30 years. Really, I said, what is it? Perseverance. I never thought of myself in those terms. Then another friend pointed out as I entered a store, girl, I just love to watch you read a room. What? Oh yeah, 
She said, you do it every single time you walk in and then you act accordingly. Wow, I had no clue. That's a skill? (laughs) But those comments helped boost my confidence in areas I didn't even realize I needed it. Remember earlier when I said my confidence was low and was constantly being undercut by all the things? Well, over the course of those two years, I was learning to stop doing that through personal growth. All of this work is allowing my voice to emerge. So as I reflect on my personal experience and watch the women I interview for this podcast, I see a few really strong commonalities that stand out. Whether or not you will ever be a speaker, podcaster, teacher, or trainer, understanding who you are and what your voice sounds like is important. Whether you use it to speak up or speak out about social injustice and cultural changes on a public stage, or in small ways, on a daily basis, to change the culture of your church, PTA, your team at work, or your family, this is an invaluable piece of self-knowledge that we can't afford to live without. So I'm going to share three fallacies most of us think about our story or our voice, and then I'm going to tell you the realities instead. Are you ready? Fallacy number one. My story consists only of a specific piece to illustrate a point. Y'all, I have a document that I have not touched in nearly a year, and it's nowhere near done. It's 10 pages, single-spaced bullet points. Maybe this one is just totally me, and nobody else has this issue. But even when I ask my interviewees to give me their backstory, many stumble. They've developed a specific piece of their story that illustrates a point they want to make. And they're not really ready to talk about how their childhood or their teenage years or their experience relates to some of the things they're doing now, which is what I mentioned at the very beginning. Even they haven't acknowledged the way their own life experience has molded who they are today. So here's the reality. Your story is all your experience and gives rise to your voice. I had a conversation this morning with a friend telling me a random story, and I said, wow, is that why you use this specific technique in your work today? She looked a little surprised and said, golly, I never thought about that. It was 20 years ago, but I'll bet it did influence me. My friend, this doesn't mean you need to share every experience you've ever had, but you do need to acknowledge the value of it in the development of you as a person. Whether it's childhood triumphs or tragedies, work skills that might not seem transferable, or relationships that have taught you more about yourself than you ever really wanted to know, it's all you. Understanding that will give you insight that most people do not possess. It's gold. Don't leave it sitting in the mine. Fallacy number two. My story is boring and won't help anyone. I think I need some kind of a sound effect here, like... Seriously, I have yet to meet someone who doesn't have a story that will surprise, delight, or inspire me. I love finding out all the interesting little things that you've done or the amazing learning experiences you've had. I'll be honest though, I thought this. After all, my life was just what I'd been through, right? It was just my life, and who on earth is going to be interested in that? Can you hear it? What, little old me? Here's the reality. Your story is more valuable than you can ever know, and you'll find out when you start sharing. Give yourself a little credit. 
Then give yourself permission to believe that what you've been through, experienced, or learned is something that at least one other person in the world needs to hear. I think it was maybe the second podcast interview that I gave where I discovered that just by mentioning that my son was adopted, that my host was also an adoptive parent. And that sent us down a whole new beautiful path of discussion and connection. Literally, it was really beautiful. Many of my colleagues at my last job had no idea that I had ever weighed 310 pounds. They only knew me as I look now. But I had one boss tell me that when she'd heard that I'd lost 185 pounds, she figured anybody who could do that could do anything. So she hired me into a new, bigger position because she could see my determination and perseverance in my story. And I never told it to her. A colleague shared it when she recommended me for the job. You have all manner of experiences that have the potential to encourage, inspire, and dare I say, influence others. Do not sell yourself short here. All right, fallacy number three. I have to come up with my story or discover my voice all by myself. Nope, you don't. Very few people retreat to a monastery in Nepal and spend a year meditating and discovering their voice. I believe we truly accomplish nothing in a vacuum. You don't experience anything in a vacuum, so why would you think that you alone are the sculptor and the piece of stone? But, alas, I thought this too. (laughs) I know, true confessions. Here's the reality. When you open up and start sharing those stories, others will be curious, ask questions, and help you develop your voice. Let people dig into your stories. Just like the sculptor finding the lovely piece of art inside the chunk of stone. When others start digging into your story, getting curious, they help you see the intricate details you may have thought mundane. They help you pull out the emotions that you repressed because maybe it was just too traumatic at the time. They allow you to see your skill or experience against a new or different backdrop, or maybe from a bigger picture vantage point. Look, We grow in response to stimulation. Plants require water, light, and nutrients in order to grow. They don't refuse them. Why should you? If you're truly interested in growing, becoming bigger, if you truly are dedicated to making big changes in your life, creating your own transformation, then you need the water, light, and nutrients that others can offer. This is not a one-person job. But there's one more thing. Polishing requires friction. Even the smoothest buffering tool that makes your nails shine or a piece of wood or concrete sparkle employs friction. Smooth stones found in a riverbed don't break off the boulder all smooth and round like that. It takes years of tumbling, water, dirt, all to create their smooth and polished exterior. So yes, there will be some polishing friction involved. But how lovely is that marble when the sculptor polishes all the rough edges off that statue and shows the brilliance of the design? hmm? So while sharing might sound scary, it really is the answer, truly. All right. So let's say, Andrea, I'm ready to start. Please tell me what's first. Well, the first thing is write out your narrative. You got to start somewhere. Even if, like me, it's 10 pages of single-space bullet points, you need to look back at what events have brought you to where you are now. And yes, start with things like, 
I was born in a tiny East Texas town. I was the only baby in the hospital. They even had a special bell on the bassinet that jingled as they pushed it down the hall to my mother's room so that everyone in the hospital knew that the baby was on the move. And that hospital is now a government building. That kind of thing. And yes, that actually is my birth story. See, even that is interesting and different. Next, write down all the things that are important to you. Make a big honking list. Short, long, I don't care. Write down your causes, topics, ideas, and principles, all the things that just kind of excite you or make your blood boil. And then look for pieces in your narrative that either highlight those things or illustrate them. Perhaps one of those bullet points is why you feel strongly about that topic. Start making the connections and pair them up. This process will help you understand how you got to where you are right now. Almost like going back and paving the road you traveled backwards. Knowing and understanding yourself will actually get you so much farther down the road in the future than pretending you are who you are without acknowledging your past. You'll end up being the same person, but without the authenticity of someone who knows why they are who they are. And third, just start sharing your stories to your family, your friends, in a blog or social media post, or on a podcast. It's truly fascinating all the different topics that people want to talk about in the podcasting world. So as you do, you'll learn more and more about yourself. You'll find your opinions popping up when you least expect them to. And if you're willing to get curious as to why, you'll be rewarded with more and more insight. But where exactly do you start? Well, do you feel like you know your voice? Or do you have challenges speaking up? Perhaps you don't have a community or a place that you feel comfortable or safe enough to start sharing. Not all of us are just ready to jump on a podcast. I get that. Maybe you don't have friends or colleagues who are curious or even gentle enough as sculptors and you're looking for that piece. This is where having a nurturing and vibrant community comes into play. This is one of the reasons I created mine, to offer you a space where you can explore your ideas and options, share your stories, and uncover your voice. Launch from the Beach is a community in which we focus on and live all the tenets of intentional optimism as a way to ensure that we're providing each other a particularly favorable environment in which we can all flourish. So if you need a nurturing, safe place to find welcome, share your stories, and benefit from the gentle sculpting and kind polishing of like-minded women, just book a free 30-minute consultation and we'll strategize how to start uncovering your voice and see if Launch from the Beach might be the community for you. All my contact information is in the show notes. I can't wait to hear your stories. Until next time. Hey, thanks for spending your precious time with us today. If you love this podcast and find it to be uplifting and helpful, follow us or subscribe. Then please take a moment and leave a review and one of those amazing five-star ratings. You can also snap a screenshot right where you listen, share it to social media and tag me. This helps others find us and will have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me, or to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, schedule a free discovery session and we'll chat. But maybe you're an entrepreneur looking for a support team. I'd like to personally invite you into my collaborative community, Launch from the Beach. It could be just what you're looking for. All of my contact information and all the links are included in the show notes. 
And don't forget, you can always connect with other intentional optimists in our Facebook community. You can follow my Facebook or Instagram page, or even connect with me on LinkedIn. Additionally, I invite you to subscribe to my newsletter, Optimistic Living. It's good stuff delivered straight to your inbox on a not so strict schedule, but always from the heart. Remember, unconventional leaders lead at every level, in any area, using their unique gifts. And you, my friend, are a leader. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations. Until next time.